Jamie Patron Codrington was living the high life. She owned four homes, six luxury cars, and traveled the world. How did she fund such an extravagant lifestyle? Well, Patron wasn't a famous actress, physician, or CEO. She was the director of finance and administration for Yale School of Medicine, where she was in charge of purchasing computer equipment. That doesn't seem like it'd be a path to riches, but indeed it was. Patron was making a fortune until someone noticed something. She was buying a lot more electronics than the school needed. What was she doing with all those iPads? The feds decided to follow her and find out. I'm Michael McLaughlin, and this is Scheme. Let's do this. I couldn't find anything about Jamie Patron Codrington's backstory. I don't know whether she grew up rich or poor, or whether she enjoyed reading books about fraud as a child. All I know is she started working for Yale's med school in 2008, and that for nearly a decade prior she had worked in other roles at Yale and Yale New Haven Hospital. Thus, Patron was part of the Yale community for over 20 years, eventually becoming the lead administrator for Yale's Department of Emergency Medicine. Part of her job duties included purchasing computer equipment for use in medical studies. Now, buying iPads and Surface Pro tablets for a med school doesn't sound very exciting. But where some people would see a boring job, Patron spotted an opportunity. You see, there was a rigorous approval process for purchases of $10,000 or more, but not for purchases under $10,000. Thus, there was nothing stopping Patron from buying an extra iPad or two and keeping them for herself, or giving them out to nieces and nephews. She was probably a great person to have as a relative. Every time it's your birthday, she gives you a brand new iPad. But Patron wasn't content to steal a few tablets. Starting around 2013, she decided to take full advantage of the situation and commit a massive fraud. So here's how the fraud worked. Patron placed orders for equipment that was actually required, per her job duties. But she also submitted extra purchase orders for computer equipment the school hadn't requested and didn't need. When the extra equipment arrived at Yale in Connecticut, Patron would ship it to a business called Thinking Mac LLC in New York. Thinking Mac LLC would then sell the goods and wire the proceeds to Patron's business bank account, Mazov Entertainment. Thus, Patron was having her employer purchase iPads it didn't need so she could steal the iPads and sell them to an out-of-state business. And she did this for years, making millions in the process. Patron's newfound wealth allowed her to buy six luxury cars, including two Mercedes, a Dodge Charger, a Range Rover, and two Escalades, one premium and one regular. Now, if you're thinking, why would someone need all those cars? you got to remember that life isn't easy for someone with four houses. That's right. Patron bought three homes in Connecticut and had one in Georgia. And she spent millions on travel, entertainment, and retail purchases like jewelry. So how did Patron get away with this for so long? I mean, she bought more than $40 million worth of equipment. Wouldn't the med school notice millions of dollars in unnecessary purchases? Well, here's the thing. Patron made sure all her purchase orders were under $10,000. Thus, if she wanted $40,000 of iPads, she wouldn't submit a $40,000 purchase order. Instead, she might divide it into five purchases of $8,000. Remember, purchases over $10,000 required approval. But as long as Patron kept each purchase under $10,000, she was good. Now, Patron did have to go through some hassle, like providing justification for the orders, but she took care of that by editing emails to make it look like her colleagues had requested iPads. Thus, Patron had found a simple way to steal millions from Yale and avoid detection. 
until Yale got an anonymous tip. Apparently, someone saw Patron loading work equipment into her personal vehicle. On July 1, 2021, Yale launched an investigation and took a long look at Patron's work emails. The auditors were in for a big surprise. Patron had used her work email for some of her illicit activity. After applying for a business loan from PayPal, Patron had used her Yale email account to send bank statements from Mazov Entertainment. Those statements showed wire transfers Patron had received for selling the stolen goods. She had also used the Mazov account to pay FedEx for shipping the goods. Thus, Yale now had evidence that Patron had both paid to ship the stolen iPads and received money for the stolen iPads. By the way, using your work email to share documents that show you stole from your employer is like using your mistress's email account to ask your spouse for a divorce. You can do it, but it's probably not going to help your case. On August 25, 2021, Yale told law enforcement it had been the victim of embezzlement. So now the FBI is involved. They could have arrested Patron immediately, but they didn't. You see, the feds like to build a bulletproof case so you'd have no chance if you tried to fight the charges. Thus, the feds were patient, and they put Patron under surveillance. She didn't disappoint. The feds watched as Patron drove her Range Rover with 94 boxes of Surface Pro tablets over to a FedEx store. Like a cat standing next to a broken vase, Patron had been caught in the act. Her days of living the high life were over. On August 31, 2021, the feds seized more than half a million dollars from the Mazov Entertainment bank account. Patron's heart must have sank when she saw that her account was frozen. It was probably like falling on train tracks and then seeing a train headed your way. Or like opening your fridge to see that your spouse ate the last pudding cup. Okay, the train analogy was probably better. Patron was arrested on September 3, 2021 and released on a $1 million bond. While the Yale fraud was the main criminal charge, Patron had another problem. The IRS was coming after her for unpaid taxes. Patron had filed false tax returns for 2013 through 2016 as she didn't pay taxes on the profits from her illegal business. And yes, in the U.S., you are required to report illegal income on your tax return. Now, you might be thinking that Patron was smart not to report the illegal income. After all, why tip off the feds that you're committing a crime? But from 2017 through 2020, Patron didn't file any federal income tax returns at all. I mean, she could have at least reported the income from her salary at Yale. In total, Patron failed to pay $6,416,618 in taxes. On March 28, 2022, Patron pled guilty to one count of wire fraud and one count of filing a false tax return. She estimated that at least 90% of her computer equipment purchases had been fraudulent. Patron agreed to pay $40 million in restitution, forfeiting her fleet of cars as well as her three homes in Connecticut. But that was the least of her worries. The real question was how much time she'd have to spend in jail. On October 13, 2022, Patron was sentenced to 109 months in prison, or a little over nine years. So how could this have been prevented? I mean, how did a single employee cause Yale to lose more than $40 million? The main culprit is poor internal controls. Segregation of duties was clearly lacking, as Patron had authority to both submit purchase orders and sign off on the receipt of goods. If Patron's job was to approve purchase orders, someone else should have been responsible for receiving and maintaining custody of the iPads when they arrived at Yale. This would have prevented Patron from putting the iPads in her car and taking them over to FedEx. Another internal control for the purchasing process is to review budget variances for unusual spending. 
Yell actually had this control in place. In 2020, Patron had been questioned about a budget variance that occurred due to the abnormally large purchases of equipment. She came up with excuses, saying her department was updating equipment and rolling out a new program with Yale New Haven Health, which of course was a lie. But apparently someone at Yale bought that story because Patron went right on buying and selling iPads. Thus, it's not enough to have an internal control in place. The control has to be operating effectively. Yelling fire in a crowded movie theater is pointless if everyone's just going to continue to sit there. I mean, maybe they're watching Transformers 17 and they're all asleep. Another thing is that Yale might have spotted this fraud sooner by using data analytics. Patron had submitted thousands of purchase orders that were just below the $10,000 threshold for approval. This should have been flagged as suspicious and prompted an investigation. Finally, Yale should have strongly encouraged its employees to report suspicious activity, such as an employee living well beyond their means. Patron and her male companion made no secret of their glamorous lifestyle, posting pictures of mansions, luxury cars, designer handbags, and a trip to Italy on Instagram. Surely some of Patron's co-workers noticed. Maybe they didn't say anything because they were hoping she'd give them an iPad at the annual holiday party. Thus, Yale not only failed to prevent the fraud, but ignored multiple warning signs after it started. I mean, we're not talking about a master criminal here. Patron used her work email to share bank statements that showed her illicit income, and she bragged about her loot on social media. Patron shouldn't have been able to get away with this for nearly a decade. So where is Patron now? At the time of this recording, she still lives in Connecticut. But she's not in a mansion. She's in the federal prison in Danbury. If you've never heard of Danbury, it's the basis for the fictional prison in the Netflix show Orange is the New Black. After serving time for drug trafficking and money laundering at Danbury, Piper Kerman went on to write the memoir on which the Netflix series is based. Thus, Patron's life is far from over. Who knows what the future could bring? She's scheduled to be released on May 30th, 2030, at which point she'll be in her early 50s. Hopefully she'll do something harmless, like write a memoir or produce a Netflix show. But she might also try to get hired as a purchasing manager. I can already envision her LinkedIn headline, experienced manager who truly goes above and beyond when it comes to purchasing. We know Yale won't hire her back, but maybe Harvard? You never know. I'm Michael McLaughlin, and you've been listening to Scheme.